Okay, check, check. Hi, hello. Here we go. Welcome to Podkiss, everyone. It's me. <laughs> it's a me, Algis. Look, um, that is me coming in hot, fresh from a attempt at um voice training a little bit. God, I've been really hitting the books. Oh, Jabron, I've been really hitting the books. And oh, hello, grab your bag, by the way. Get your sack. You forgot, you thought I forgot, but I did not. Get your bag, Jameson, Corbin, Jarek, Jared, that's the one. And hop on the train, here we go, because here we go, here's another pie, I guess. And that's the end of that bit, maybe for good? One can only hope. <laughs> maybe I'll never do the bags thing again. I'm okay with letting these things go, you know? That one, maybe I had my fun the first time. But it's really, uh, it's paying off diminishing returns, and I feel like you guys feel the same way. So let's just leave our bags. Let's just leave our bags strewn about. Let's live in a bagless society here in Podgus. I'm a bag lady, and by that I mean no more bags. Okay, guys, no more bags. Leave your bags at home. <laughs> uh, my head hurts. From I've been listen, guys. I'm gonna be be so real with you coming out the gate. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Being real with you here, honk honk. It's the real alert, honk honk. It's the here I go. I'm about to say something really serious and real. That's funny. Let's do a segment where every time I'm about to share something vulnerable, I go honk honk. <laughs> Here's uh oh, that's the serious alarm. Honk, honk, honk. I'm about to be really vulnerable. Okay, anyways, honk, honk. Serious alert. Um, I've been uh, every time my roommate and friend, one person not two, uh, leaves. Every time he goes to uh stay over at his girlfriend's place or to visit his parents, uptown. And I have the place to myself. I uh, I try to do a little bit more feminizing vocal training, you guys. Fucking resonance and pitch and breath and laryngeal control. I'm trying to do all that. And by the end of the day, you know, I do it intermittently. And by the end of the day, my fucking head hurts. And, um... And I feel like I can't, uh, it's just, it's, I feel like I'm giving myself an aneurysm. It feels like I've clenched something so hard that it's, I've cut off circulation to some part of my brain, you know? And I feel no, uh, different than when I did when I started, except I feel more shit. Sometimes good, sometimes shit. Have you guys seen that, uh, meme? That's a funny clip from some... Former Italian soccer player turned coach, I guess. And it's him uh, uh, <laughs> at a press conference. And that's it. It's just two seconds long. It goes, sometimes a good, sometimes a shit. <laughs> and it's my favorite. Um, okay, one sec. Let me find it. <laughs> okay, I found it. This is so fun. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. 
<laughs> That's so funny. One more time. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> Gennaro Gattuso, that's his name. Gattuso. I see, I knew I recognized him. Algus knows a thing or two about soccer. Or a football, as uh, the Italians would call it. But, you know, sometimes sometimes it's soccer, sometimes it's football. <laughs> sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Oh, man. If that just don't sum up my mood, you know, sometimes when I do vocal training, it feels like I've had a breakthrough. And other times when I do it, I feel like I am hopeless. I feel like an absolute buffoon. I feel like I can't make heads or tails of where my anatomy is in my throat and face and body and chest. It's like, and one of the instructions in one of the videos today, this is the thing. And, and, uh, you know, I've, I've said this before, but one of the instructions in the video, she was like, um, and and instead of you know when you're using your larynx when you when you do resonance and you use laryngeal control it sounds nasally and whiny and so to stop that from happening you have to you have to be breathy or something see i can't do that but you have to make it breathy to offset the whininess of it and she was like and do it like you're doing like a sexy voice. And I was like, well, right there, you lost me, okay? Because I can't do sexy things. I'm not a sexy person. I don't do sexy things. I don't know how to, how to manifest sexiness in my body. It's all jokes. And it's all, if I'm sexy, it's accidentally through confidence kind of thing. You know what I mean? When people call me sexy, I think it's just because I look, I'm behaving confidently in a room, you know, and it's, and it's power. I think what they find sexy about me is power, my ability to, to, I don't know, command a presence, you know, and, and that presence is always silly. It's not, you know, it's not sexy. I can't dance. I can't slither my body in a way that is funny serpent it's like serpent serpent who just got was just used as a lasso to fucking wrangle a small animal by by a cowboy i i i, I have the fluid weird wobbliness of a snake with arthritis that got used as a lasso and is trying to regain its shape you know anyway so like you know, vocal training. What are you going to do? Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. Um, vocal training. This is what, how I feel about vocal training. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> oh, boy. We just found the bit for the episode. I hope strap in because that shit is going to keep coming up. And uh, I'm going to make you forget about it for a little while. And then I'm going to pop it back in again. Because that is the way. That is the way we do things around here. Spoiler alert. That is not the last time you will hear that voice clip on this episode. So that's fun. Um, 
Ugh. Okay, one sec. Let me track back and see if there was a point that I forgot on this journey. Oh, okay. Well, I, I circled back and uh, my original point, I was, I was, I like, I promised I would be all vulnerable and serious. And then I, I did a funny sandwich around it where I went honk off the top and joked about how I should start off every vulnerable segment with a, with a non-serious honk before I share my trauma. And then I started being vulnerable and then I went into the Italian thing. So, uh, anyways, I think my point is without getting, you know, I won't bum this shit out, but I'll, I'll tell you this. It's difficult. It's difficult and it is emotionally, spiritually, mentally draining. It's tough work. It's background work. It's like background work. And by that, I mean, um, there's just a lot of shit that trans people kind of have to train and do and invest their time and emotions and, and energy and money. A lot of money. A lot of money. Um, to, you know, change in ways that they find comfortable and, um, and joyful. But the process, oh boy, let me tell you. The pro- the path to joy is booby-trapped with um, lasers, literal lasers pointed at your face and your b-hole that burn and singe your hair. Um, electrolysis, I'm looking at you. Um, it's, it's the, the path to joy is laced with hecklers and hateful people standing along the path just calling you all kinds of names. The path to joy is paved with, what else? You know, uh, uh, I don't want to get into it. It's it's paved with just a a whole bunch of reshaping relationships and and, uh, reframing your own perspective of the world and how the world treats you as well. It's a lot, a lot. And a lot of people presume to uh, understand what goes into it, but there's a lot that you probably uh, don't really see, you know? People are always surprised when I tell them about vocal training and how, like, if you go from, if you transition from male to female, um, you, you don't, the hormones you take don't just sort of change your voice. You don't start sounding like a woman. You have to, that part is kind of already done by puberty and you have to train it out and deliberately, uh, practice every single day until it stops being a thing. But like, let me tell you, the practices, uh, can be excruciating and very discouraging. So, so I started out like this and I'm trying so hard to work on it, but I feel, doesn't this feel so fucking fake and not even close to the real thing? (laughs) It's so not close to the real thing. And I sound like a fucking asshole. All right. That's, you know, I, uh, but Maybe I'll listen back and it'll be fine and it'll be good. And, uh, you know, I got to think about my future self and my future self would probably think, boy, I wish I had looked 
at myself. I had looked upon myself with kinder eyes back then because I was young and I was doing my best. And so, um, you know, and this is just, I'm just describing what life is. This is just life, you know? Life is really... Sometimes may be good, sometimes may be shit. There it is. You didn't expect it coming. And there it is. Sometimes it may be good and sometimes it may be shit. That's what life is. Oh, jeez. Spoiler alert. I might use it again. <laughs> I want to use it again and again and again. I don't like it when people pronounce it again. I, I say again, ironically, but I don't, I don't like it. So anyways, let's go to the sometimes and maybe good part of life. And the sometimes and maybe good part of life is, um, I'm in a fucking band, sort of, <laughs> sort of, not really. Um, my brother in Christ, my brothers, sisters, and folks in Christ, um, on April 2nd, I'll be uh, performing live with, in a full fucking ensemble. I'm going to be playing guitar on a whole bunch of tracks for Dan Gallia's album release. He is releasing, he's my writing partner. He's a very good friend of mine. We've gotten to know each other since lockdown. We always kind of knew of each other, but never really crossed paths. He's a comic. He's a writer, director, actor, fucking, you know, multi-talented all the things that I do, basically. Um, and he wrote, like, a comedy music album, and it's coming out on April 1st, I think the day before, called Interdimensional. And on April 2nd, we're, we're doing a live show. So if you're in Toronto, make sure you check that out. Look up, um, I think it might be on dangalia.com, but if you look up Interdimensional or Dangalia, G-A-L-E-A, you'll be able to find tickets to that show, April 2nd. And I highly recommend you come because I'm playing in a fucking band. And let me tell you, it's so, so fun and so exciting. And this is the thing. This, um, so I am insecure about my guitar playing because anybody with any sort of uh, musical theory would be able to, you know, take five minutes. I would say they'd be able to figure me out within... Yeah, four to five minutes of watching me just kind of noodle around and play. Uh, I bet it would only take four or five minutes for somebody to realize that I only have a... <clears throat> I have a small bag of tricks that I rely on. And uh, maybe even if that, you know? Anybody who who knows their music shit would be able to look at what I do and be like, Oh yeah, she's just kind of doing this, you know? But... um. And I'm insecure about that, you know? It weighs heavily on my brain, and I am so insecure every time I talk talk music or play music with anybody who I respect or look up to or admire, and it becomes very evident that, you know, they are so well-learned and proficient and, and just polished and technically tight, too. Like, I'm not technically tight, you know? When you're self-taught, there's, there's a lot of shortcuts you take and a lot of stuff that you learn improperly that long-term hinder your ability to play and that's why I've, I've felt like I've plateaued for a long while and and I've plateaued at this level that is just so rudimentary but anyways it's it's but I'll, I will tell you this it's all soul um and you know of of a 
I don't know how much substance. I don't want to. I don't want to totally undercut myself. That's the insecure part speaking. There's some substance, but it's all soul, really. It's just me being passionate and and joyful when I play. That carries through just how technically not good it is. So, anyways, um, so I'm playing in this band, and these guys are like, it's a professional drummer and a professional bassist, and um, and the other guitarist is another kind of comic musician who's just like you can just tell every time I look at a guitar a fellow guitarist and they do one thing really quickly I'm like I I can easily tell that they're a thousand times better than me <laughs> and I wrote one of the tracks on the songs and I soloed all up and down it which fun fact um the song on Dan's album called Malta um, I wrote that song. I wrote the, not the lyrics or the vocals or anything. That's all Dan, but I wrote the riff and I, I, I keep saying I wrote the song. I wrote the riff and Dan took care of the rest. I wrote the guitar and I wrote the, uh, a solo over it, which, um, Dan and the producer, we were sitting in the studio and they were like, all right, you want to do a solo? And I was like, yeah, sure. And the producer was like, look, I'll just play the whole track. And you just noodle over it and we'll kind of cut and paste and and put your solo all around in places that it fits. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, all right, here we go. And I just I soloed for the however long three minutes of the song, three, three and a half. And now the song came out and he kept the whole fucking the whole thing. Fun fact about that song. Spoiler alert. Honk. Um, <laughs> that whole song is my one take, one go, full, just me going absolutely nuts. And there are some parts where, you know, I'm sure to the listener, it none of this matters. But to me, there's one part where I'm like, hey, I'm playing the high E string. I'm like way, way up. I'm hitting this high note. And I think, and that guitar doesn't tune. It tunes on the low end. But when you play on the higher frets on the high E, it gets out of tune and it sounds like ever so slightly out of tune and shrill. And so there's one note that I like stroke a whole bunch of times and it just, oh, it makes me like I clench my teeth in a painful way every time I hear it. But last time I, I showed Dan, he was like, no, I don't hear anything. That sounds fine. But to in my ear, just I know it's it's there. It's just cringy. Anyways, more insecure shit. So, um. So anyways, I'm playing in this band where it's it's such a trip because the insecure part of me looks around and feels in way over her head and I'm I just feel so humbled by these guys. I'm like wide-eyed and green and I'm standing in this room just praying that I don't get found out for the imposter that I am and I'm and I'm uh reading what they're doing. I'm letting all of them sort of take charge and drive the bus as it were, one of them called it driving the bus. And I love that in my head. That's such a, I, I'm learning music and band lingo. Some one of they were talking about ending a song on one. They said, do we end on one? And I was like, what the fuck in my head? I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I pretended like I knew I was like, yeah, should we end on one? Should we end on one? And then I finally realized end on one means end on the first beat of the next bar. That's so, and that makes, Slapping my forehead. That makes perfect sense. So fuck yeah, dude. Um, I'm learning shit. And I'm humbled. And I'm growing. 
oh, if you want to get better at stuff, be complete, humble your ass. If you want to get better at stuff, humble your damn ass. Hang out with people who are a hundred times better than you and they'll humble the frig out of your ass. And I got the frig humbled right out of my ass, let me tell you. And um, I'm thrilled about it. Fuck, it's awesome. I feel like I'm learning so much playing with these guys. And um, and I came, I thought I came prepared, but these guys really, like, up and down, inside out, knew every track. And none of them played on the tracks. They're, like, learning these tracks just by ear and and filling in. You know what I mean? And I played, and I played on one of them, so I should know. <laughs> and, and I do, and I do. But um, I should have, and I'm going to this week before our next rehearsal, I'm going to really buckle down and do some more due diligence so that I can show up really fucking polished for these guys because I really want to do it all justice. And I'm so excited. This is such a fun fucking, I don't want to call it, it's not a hobby. I've always treated my guitar adjacent to comedy where, um, who, me? No, not you, Jason. I said adjacent. Sorry, guys. That was Jason. Get out of here, Jason. Oh, sorry. Um, that was Jason, you guys. He He's a Muppet. That explains the voice. He ran out with his big, long, wobbly arms. He wiggled, he wiggled his arms to the sky as he ran out the door. And you, you could see him bouncing out. There goes Jason. <laughs> Anyways, um, should have given him a more Muppety name. Can you imagine a Muppet named Jason? I mean, come on, Algus. Could have got more creative than that. <laughs> but anyway, so so this is the other the other side of things. I'm like, I'm thrilled to be with these guys and I'm so grateful. And um, but all of these things, I think I need to shut my mouth a little bit more around them and not be so um, vocal with my insecurities. I, I realized at the end of our rehearsal, Dan kind of, um, was like, Hey, you keep, I, I, I was, I was saying just how like grateful I am and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm just, I'm, I need to take lessons so I can polish up the technical sides of my playing. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, self-taught and I really don't know what I'm doing here or there. And Dan kind of cut me off and he was like, you keep saying this kind of stuff about yourself. And it's like, none of us think that way about you, you know? And it, and it kind of blew my mind. And all at once I realized I'd been sort of projecting my insecurities on everybody the whole rehearsal and piping up every once in a while with like a, (laughs) I don't know, you guys, you, I don't know what I'm doing over here. And, and it's, it's, I don't want to call it spineless, but like, I kind of took every opportunity to um project my insecurities and i realized at the end that um i don't know whether it's a need to feel comforted or validated or if it's a protective thing but i want to work on that and i'm not going to i'm going to be very mindful of it next rehearsal and i'm going to try my best to act like i belong there because i've been invited for a reason and i'm fitting in beautifully i'm not fucking anything up by being there and God damn it, I'm good at what I do. And I fucking belong there. So I'm going to start acting like it. It was all at once. That's what you need good, honest friends for. And that's what Dan really helped me out with. And just that one simple statement to be like, hey, you belong here. 
and he said it way kinder than that but um but now i know i'm i'm i belong there and i'm gonna fucking act like it and i'm gonna rehearse this week on my own and then come come fucking showtime that's what i'm telling you dude come to the show because i'm gonna be ripping solos i'm gonna i'm gonna be playing smooth fucking licks oh it's gonna rule it's gonna rule and it gives me life and you know comedy is it's a joy and a passion and uh but it's also my career now and with that comes a certain pressure and obligation and i don't want to say it dulls what i do because god damn it i love i love what i do but there is there is a pressure there's a pressure to um achieve a standard even in podgus you know even in podgus god knows uh, there's the insecure voice in my head right now going um you know this episode i don't know about this one but the the podcast game you guys it's it just sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit and that's what you need to realize about the podcast game um and that's what i'm trying to remind myself so i don't get overcome but anyways uh so i realized my insecurity was standing in the way of true enjoyment of this moment and fuck yeah it's so fun i get to live my rock star life you know they say every comedian wants to be a rock star and every rock star wants to be a comedian and um in my experience in my travels god damn is that ever true you know every musician there's just this beautiful mutual respect and i love talking to musicians i love talking to musicians because they blow my mind with what I with what they do. And I have so much respect and love for what they do. And and you know, like there's a part of me that looks at what they do and I'm like, I couldn't do what you do. But fucking look at me go, I'm kinda doing it. <laughs> I'm kinda doing it. I'm kinda doing it. But not really. But um but sort of. I'm I'm still a hobbyist. I'm still a tourist in uh in their world. And so I just have so much love and respect and admiration for musicians. Um, and, you know, conversely, I've had this conversation with a lot of musicians who say the opposite thing to me, where they're like, uh, well, not opposite, I guess. What is it? The mirrored, the the same thing sort of back to me where they're like, God, I've I've always thought about comedy and, and maybe someday trying it. But like, no way could I ever. And like, I just musicians give me love and i give them right back dude all my love to my musician listeners out there whether you're a professional or you're a hobbyist man music is love music is joy so if you if your music hasn't been bringing you joy lately you know take a take a second and think about that don't let your music not bring you joy it's so fun it's so fun and god damn it and uh, like collaborating with a group of people Listen, it's one thing to uh, just sort of play along by myself. And then, so that's the level one. And then level two, it's another thing to have my loop pedal and to be playing over top of a rhythm that I've put down and to build a song by myself. That's another thing. That's super fun. And then that's the that's level two. Level three, it's another thing to jam with friends and the and you know that level also grows with every um person you add into the mix and every new instrument it just you know that's a level on its own but then there are also like 
higher steps in that. Every time you add a new person with a new instrument, you know? And so that's level three, jamming with your friends and just like having a good time and fucking around. Okay. And now, and this, this feels like level four where you're, where you're seeing sort of more of a, a fruits of your labor thing, like collaborating on a complete piece of work, a fucking song, let alone a handful. And, um, it's just so fucking joyous. I'm having such a blast. And so that's, and then I expect there to be a fifth level where we do all of this in front of an audience and how much joy that might be. Although I don't know, we'll see, we'll find out. I've done it once before. I've played uh, polished music with a band once before and it was my first time and I was really nervous and I looked really cute, but I was wearing really uncomfortable shoes and I'm contemplating uh, looking sexy for this show or, you know, like I, I can't be sexy. So like uh, the closest thing to for me, <laughs> I'm sexy maybe to look at from some angles until I open my mouth there. There's that. Um, but fuck, maybe with my guitar, I might look sexy, but also my shoulders are kind of hunched over and my posture isn't that good. It's so hard to play guitar with a sexy posture. Because the more you pull your shoulders back, the further away your arms are from the fucking guitar in front of you, you know? So if anybody can, if any women can uh, tell me how, what I should do about that, that would be great. But anyways, level five will be maybe perhaps playing in front of an audience and feeling that rush and that, uh, you know, the adrenaline, the, the energy of the fucking audience and the, and the eyes on me and like, being feeling capable and polished and ready and uh, doing my thing I love it so fun um there's a country so, so some of his tracks though this is the thing it's a backing track and some of them he has to use the track to sing and so we're all just going to be kind of hanging out on stage and I would love to play on all the tracks but they're not some of them just aren't designed that way and there's a country song on there that Dan wrote purely with AI. The AI wrote the music, the AI wrote the lyrics, but what it didn't do is it didn't sort of combine the two. It didn't tell, tell him or show him how to do the vocals. You know what I mean? Gave him the lyrics, gave him the tune, and so he sort of has to do the song. He sings the song however he sort of chooses. So there's it's this weird, it's this interesting hybrid of like AI and human artistry in that. And uh, it's kind of meta and cool. And it's a country song. And it makes me like think about country because country's got like country's cousins with blues. You know, they country has blues DNA in it. Right. And I love blues. Everything I do is blues. I have blues DNA in me. I'm so blues. Are you kidding? I'm hard rock blues. Okay, and you know, as far as country is concerned, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. And that's my honest opinion about country music, because um, there are some songs that, of course, live up to the stereotype where it's like this American propagandized horse shit, like terrible lyrics. Um, some of it is just far too melancholic, but you know. It's got roots in blues, and blues started out, that's why they're called the blues, that's why they calls them the blues, you know what I mean? 
and black people started the blues and don't you know and the blues were probably about how tough it was being a black person back there i would imagine and they started blues and blues fucking rules and is in the dna of all good music so thanker of the week thanks black people for making blues fuck yeah dude Black people rule. <laughs> Fucking blues are the best. So to all my black friends, thank you to your ancestors and thank you for blessing the world with blues. Fuck yeah, dude. And then, and also sorry for country. <laughs> thank you for blues. Sorry us whiteies went and took it in a, in a bit of a weird way, in a weird direction. But anyways, not, listen, this is the thing. <clears throat> I have a pretty wide, wide, wired. I said that word weird. I said wired word weird. Um, I have pretty, uh, I like to think varied tastes. That's probably not true. But, um, I still like some country songs, you know? Some of them, every once in a while, will, will hit just right. But I think about some of the other songs. Okay, this, I don't know, this isn't really a country song, but it kind of, to me, sometimes sounds like one. Do you guys know that song that goes, Oh, where, oh, where can my baby be? The Lord took her away from me. You know, she's gone to heaven, so I got to be good. I fucking hate that song. I fucking hate that song. It's so, like, it's so on the nose. And it's so, the guy describes in graphic, specific detail, a car crash. You know what I mean? It's, it's like he's singing his police report to the officer. I can't get down with a song. I can't cry to a song that's like, And then I, and then I shifted gears and the light was red. And uh, spun the wheel to about four o'clock. And the tires swerved and I hit the guardrail. I was probably doing about 70 miles per hour. <laughs> it, officer, please, no, I'm not done yet. I saw the windshield crack and I said, oh, shit. And I accident flipped the windshield wipers on. And then I heard my baby scream. <laughs> it's like, get your, what's this fucking song about? Is it about your love for your dead woman? Or are you filing a police report right now? <laughs> I hate that fucker of a song. Anyways, that song always bothers me. Some people are like, oh, but it's so sad. But I really don't like that, um, God, this is, this is gonna be hard to describe musically, but, um, I swear it's in a bunch of songs where it's like that, you're playing up and down through the chords, you're like, bum ba ling ding dong ding ding dong da ling ding dong ding ding dong da ling ding I like, I'm not even getting the keys right, but I think you know what I'm talking about, uh, do 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 ling ding do 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 ling ding there we go i'm not a singer but that was close enough um you know what i mean that chord progression and that bum ding move like 
you know, that's such a 40s. Maybe that's why they wrote it, because the songs like those were like, I miss my baby girl, I'm, I'm at a big war. <laughs> I'm at the war and I miss my girl. I drove my car into a ravine last night. Anyways, that song can piss right off. I hope I never hear it again. Um, spoiler alert, don't like that song. Um, there's all, but also country. I also think about this song a lot because I can't, I can't decide whether I hate it or love it. Do you guys know the song that goes, um, you say it best, say it best when you say nothing at all. Um, what are some of the other lyrics? He's like, uh, you say, don't make me fucking, um, I about to pause this podcast and listen to the song. Oh, fucking okay. All right. The smile on your face lets me know that you need me. There's a truth in your eyes saying you'll never leave me. The touch of your hand says you'll catch me whenever I fall. You say it best. When you say nothing at all. Oh. Um, that's the song. And hey, the one, the version that I found was by Alison Krauss. But I was like, oh no, did I misremember? And is the original by a woman? But no, it's, no, it's by Keith Whitley. And that's the version that I know. It's by a man. So that was the thing. <laughs> I... I thought it was originally by a man, and yes, it is. And I, whoop, and I always thought that it was uh, kind of misogynist. This song, it's a bit misogynist. And this is one of those things that <laughs> this could be an overinterpretation, like taking it too far kind of thing, where, you know, um, the way people talk about uh, the song from the Christmas song, um, um, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. Uh, this could be like an over, you know, just a, a, a wokeism going too far on shit. Uh, but that song, because I do, this is the thing. And I'm going to say this as a disclaimer. I understand what the song is about. And I, and I agree. I think it's romantic. It's about, you know, um, a loving look from your lover and it's about body language and, and touch and, and gentleness and god damn when I hear that song of course I fucking wish I had that of fucking course I'm lonely as fuck <laughs> my love life is in shambles at all time and I can guarantee you that okay my love life uh, honestly is sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit Except it's not even uh, sometimes maybe good. <laughs> sometimes it's not even uh, maybe good. Sometimes it's always maybe shit. But, um, oh, fuck. I should have did honk. That was a vulnerable alert. Sorry, I should have started that, that honk with a vulnerable alert. Uh, my love life is sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Except it's not sometimes it may be good. It's always a sometimes it may be shit. But anyways, uh, that song is um, all about uh, just the beautiful, unspoken shows of affection and love. And, and I love that. Absolutely. But 
But, but every time I hear that song, the the critical cynic in me, the cynic, it's a cynical thought, really, truly. But the cynic in me is like, so, so dude, so Keith, you think, you are you telling your woman that you prefer she be quiet all the time, Keith? Are you telling your woman that the best she can articulate herself is when she keeps her damn woman mouth shut around you, Keith? Huh? Do you... Hey, Keith, do you prefer your, your women to just shut up and touch your body and caress your face, Keith? What's up with that, Keith? You don't like it when your women, when your women speak? You don't like it when your women express themselves, Keith? Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith, over here. Keith, don't look away. Don't look away. You're a big fan of body language, huh? You're a big fan of eye contact. You see the smile on my face? Exactly. I don't have one, Keith. What's What the fuck is going on with you, Keith? What are you trying to say about your woman? What are you trying to say about your wife, Keith? Hey, Keith's wife, what do you got to say about this? See, she's been quiet the whole time. What are you doing to her, Keith? Huh? She says it best when she says nothing at all. What are you telling her at home? Are you telling her to shut up? Anyways, um, I won't belabor that bit. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, the bits that I do. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. And that one, I'll let you decide. Anyways, um, that song is, it's a good song. Now that I think about the lyrics, it's like, lyrically, it's beautiful. Fuck. It's beautiful. All right. I like that one. But it's so sappy. And I think, you know, maybe it's again, cynical guess, cynical guess. But maybe it's just how um, hopeless I feel about my love life that. Oh, whoops. Sorry. Honk. Uh, maybe it's just how hopeless I feel about my prospects, my relationship prospect that uh it just makes it it i i was about to say it upsets me but i don't i wouldn't go that far it just uh annoys me i guess i don't have much of a taste for i i want to love sappy songs but all they do is remind me of just how maybe shit my whole dating life is honk sorry i should have honk i should have did that I keep forgetting to do a honk, uh, spoiler alert, vulnerability alert. Um, do we even have time for a clanker? I was, uh, I kind of forgot about clanker of the week, but I did a thanker. The thanker this week is black people and black people in blues. Fucking thanks to you guys. Cause hell yeah. Like I love music and everything ever. And the music that I love, especially is always, <clears throat> gotta clear my throat for it um the music that i love is always blues inspired so fucking black people hell yeah way to go and clankers of the week are the white people who made their lives a living hell back then so that they had to write blues music and to look at it morbidly at the very least at least very awesome good shit came out of that uh even though you know i'm not saying at all that it was worth it <laughs> you know what I mean? Those trials and tribulations. I salute uh, my black folk friends and that shit. 
it's hard to uh, imagine, you know, happening to to you and the people you love. So thank God we've come a long way. We still have a long way yet to go, I'm sure. But um, thanks for making uh, cool music that I love, black folks. You guys are just so goddamn cool and so good at arts, you know? Um, Clanker of the Week. Uh, oh, I already did that one. That's fun. Oh, Clanker of the Week. I was going to just talk about the people on The Bachelor. But then that'll just be, you know, I'm trying to avoid doing clankers that are upsetting. And that would make me upset because The Bachelor attracts the dumbest fucks in the world. And maybe they're acting. I really hope they're acting because they're all dumb fucks. And, you know, I, I, I got to realize at some point, sure, maybe it's because I'm 34 and these people are all, what, 22, 23 or something? Are they, though? How old are the fucking contestants in The Bachelor? They are old enough to know better, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, who? Who? Anyone in the world. What kind of warped idea of love do you have that you believe... You're competing against 24 other people for one person. And in your head, you're like, this is the person I'm going to love for the rest of my life. Like, get your head out of your ass and be like, this is my future husband or standing over there making out with you. Just you're standing in a line of other women or men, depending on what gender the fucking bachelor bachelorette is like a beard standing in a conveyor belt of dum-dums like. Oh, is it my turn yet? Is it my turn to prove myself for eternal love? Like, get your ducks out of that bag. Get your ducks out of that basket. Get your eggs out of the basket. Get your ducks out of the bag. Because you're betting your entire... What the fuck are you doing? Is what I'm saying, you know? And then the one person, you know, the bachelor or the bachelorette, is the most melba-toast, boring, bland cracker of a human being. Like, you could, you could spread fucking spicy hummus on that thing and it would still just suck all the joy and flavor out of the cracker they just bring on the most anti-charismatic people einstein would invent a fucking new element on the periodic table called um uncharismonium <laughs> and that is what these contestants on the bachelor that is what like the the bachelor and the bachelorettes are made of not the contestants not the other not those people are all just that's even worse to be one of 25 people being like i hope they love me in the end that's gonna be the love of my life and then you know the stupid fucking bachelor is standing there like the love of my life is one of these 25 people and i'm gonna have to make out with all of them to figure that out and then it'll be true love. Like, what kind of a fucking weird fucked up story are you going to tell your kids? If if you, if, by a long shot, um, and my parents told me that some of them actually did get married and start families and good for them. And maybe it worked out. But also, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, your kids are going to be so, that's not, oh, what a weird story that would be as a kid to know that your parents that there's footage, there's footage out there of you yet unborn, your dad like standing there in front of two women, one of whom is your eventual mom. And he's like, oh, Cassandra, 
I really enjoyed our private date the other night, and when I took you back to the jacuzzi, that was really nice. Um, but also, Jessica, our date atop the, uh, the Eiffel Tower was really romantic, and I have such strong feelings for you as well. And you have to watch the footage of your dad choose your future mom over some other lady that he just finished snogging at the top of the fucking Eiffel Tower. So, all of it. You all deserve each other. If you, if you are on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, whatever role you play, except if you're crew, if you're crew, then you're alright, you know? A job's a job. If you're holding a boom mic, fuck yeah. You know what? I salute. This is the, uh, oh. I'm gonna throw in an extra bonus thanker of the week. And I'm gonna thank the guy who operates the boom mic on The Bachelor slash Bachelorette. I'm gonna thank that guy. Because, my God, not only are your shoulders super tired because you're holding that goddamn boom mic out of the way, and that shit looks heavy, and you have to do that for long, long periods of time. Every time I've watched the boom mic operator, I'm like, fuck, that is so hard. What a cool job. I s- not a cool job. I mean, it looks boring. But I salute you. But it, maybe it's not boring. You get to stand there and watch uh, people kind of do their thing. That's kind of cool. But it's also physically, you know, uh, it's demanding physically. But also now mentally, because you're standing there holding a boom mic. To the most vapid conversations between the two most anti-charismatic, boring, dull, superficial people just like, Samantha, I've never felt like this before for anyone. And she's like, oh, Derek, I'm so glad you said that because I was really worried that when you took Allison on the date that you felt that way about her. But, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, it's such a- And she starts fucking crying. It's such a relief to hear that. Because I'm so in love with you, and I'm- And I really- This means so much to me. Oh, Samantha. Um, can you- I- I'm inviting you to a follow-up date. You win this contest among the other women. Come wear a bikini and a jacuzzi. Hey. <laughs> well, you won the next round. So I can't wait for our jacuzzi date where I get to spend more private time with you. (laughs) Oh, Derek, I accept your offer to do the jacuzzi date. (sighs) And the boom mic guy has got to fucking stand there for the whole thing. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, if you're a boom mic with a sense of irony, then maybe you you watch, maybe you approach your job like, you know. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. And sometimes you just approach your job with that kind of an attitude where you're like, some of the things they say are just ironically funny to me because they are just so long-headed that it's fun. Anyways, uh, so clankers of the week are anyone who has ever been on uh, the Bachelor slash Bach slash Bachelorette and has an IMDB credit for it. <laughs> Give yourself a fucking clank. And I hope you regret that for the rest of your goddamn life. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, Clankers of the Week, I'm not going to lie. I'm still not convinced it's healthy for me to do. But this one felt cathartic at least. You know, because I'm not 
taking on transphobia. I'm just going to avoid transphobia. And Clankers of the Week now have Thankers of the Week. So listen, as far as positives and negatives go, we've struck a perfect balance. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. And, and, and by that I mean I'm talking about Thankers and Clankers. <laughs> You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end it here. And ladies and gentlemen and folks, can't forget the folks. Um, that's my episode of the week for podcast. Uh, spoiler alert, honk. I hope I didn't use sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit too much. But fuck, that makes me, I don't care. It brings me so much joy. That clip, can I, I'm going to put it in my favorites. Save. No, it's saved to songs I love. No, favorites. And my top videos, I'm going to save it there. And I might, I'm going to save it to also my workout playlist. <laughs> I have a, I have a playlist from YouTube called Sensuous. Should I save it to that one? So next time I'm making love, uh, it's in between tracks. You just hear it. <laughs> sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. Wow. That's funny. Okay. I'm going to do it. Oh boy. I'm so, this is so funny to me now, but I guarantee I know I'm going to regret it. And this, in a nutshell, is why I'm not sexy. Is because I do things like this because I think they're going to be so theoretically funny. And then next time when I have somebody over and I'm playing my, like, sex playlist, my intimacy playlist on YouTube, it, out of nowhere, it's, I know I'm going to hear, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> and, uh, and it might ruin the mood. And, it, and it's definitely going to catch the other person off guard. And it's going to make me laugh so hard while we're fucking each other. So, you know, this is a real problem. But, and yet here I am, yeah, scrolling away. I just put it on my list and I know I'm going to forget about it. And I know it's going to come up and catch me by surprise. And it's going to make me laugh so hard in bed, mid-fuck. And come on, guys. That is a problem for future Algus to deal with. Present Algus thinks the prospect of the joke is going to be so funny and I cannot wait until future Algus has to deal with the antics of past Algus. This is past Algus playing a prank on future Algus because I know I'm going to forget about this and it's going to happen in the middle of a lovemaking session. Hell yes. Oh, I don't, and you know what? If you have, if this episode you didn't like the sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. That's okay. Deal with it because I just got a beautiful self prank on myself out of it and one day it will pay off and I can't wait to report back to you guys on Podgus about this. Honk. So I will, uh, uh, oh man. Wow. You know, and here at Podgus, we firmly believe that Algus says it best when she says nothing at all. And so with that, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Podcast. This was a fun one, uh, and my spirits are once again lifted. Sometimes I sometimes uh, I go on this podcast feeling a shit, and then I do the podcast, and then I sometimes I maybe feel pretty good. And that's what happened this time. So that's enough of that. Uh, if you're a good person, have a good week. 
And if you're not, then um, maybe sit and think about the consequences of your actions. Okay? Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good week. Bye. If you're a good person, have a good week. Bye.